When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hi-oh, Silver. Brace yourself as we gallop through the thrilling world of The Lone Ranger, a legendary radio show that echoed through the airwaves with the beat of hooves and the call of justice. Meet the mysterious Lone Ranger, a masked hero whose identity remains shrouded in secrecy, and his steadfast companion, Tonto. In the vast expanse of the Old West, the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode together, their deeds echoing through the canes and prairies. The Lone Ranger, a symbol of justice and righteousness, rode on the mighty silver, his white stallion, with Tonto at his side on the ever-loyal scout. The Lone Ranger's silver bullets and unwavering commitment to justice made him an icon, a lone crusader against the forces of lawlessness. Tonto, his trusted companion and a skilled tracker, stood by his side, adding depth to their dynamic duo. Together, they rode their steeds, Silver and Scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto galloped into the hearts of our listeners, and their adventures becoming legendary. The sound of the galloping hooves and the Lone Ranger's stirring call, Hi-O Silver, became synonymous with justice prevailing in the Old West. So saddle up and ride with us as we revisit the thrilling tales of the Lone Ranger. Tonto, Silver, and Scout, where every episode is a daring ride into the heart of the frontier justice. Now let's get into this episode. This episode originally aired January 27th, 1947, and is entitled, My Son Comes Home. Let's get into it. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. the speed of light, the cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. Thank you. 
With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Are you Silver? Walt Meadows, a comparatively young man, nervously walked the floor of the living room in his three-room house. From time to time, he glanced toward the bedroom with a worried expression on his face as he waited for his close friend, Dr. Ned Howe, to come out with the news. Suddenly, Walt stopped as he heard a plaintive, muffled wail. Oh, it's over. Thank heaven it's over. father of a fine baby boy. Oh, a boy? I can't believe it. Oh, but tell me, Ned, how are they? How's Mary? Baby's fine, Walt, fine. Mrs. Williams is tending to him now. Yes, but Mary, what about her? Can I see her now, Ned? Walt, I... I don't know just how to say this, but... I, well, I, I did everything I could. Sure, I know, but I... Ned, you... You don't mean that, that... Yes. Yes, Walt, Mary... Mary's gone. <sighs> I did all I could. But you still have your son. There isn't much I can say, but you know that I feel... Oh, Mary! My Mary dead! Take it easy, Walt. Take it easy, you say. You, my best friend, and you didn't save my wife. Get out. Get out, I never want to see you again. And you can take that baby with you. You don't mean that, Walt. I do mean it. Every word of it. I don't want to see him. I'll send you money, but give him away. I won't have him. I never want to see him or you. Ever again. <laughs> Ten long, weary years, and Walt Meadows, resentful and bitter, had put in long hours of hard work so that his ranch had prospered, becoming one of the largest spreads in the territory. He lived alone with a housekeeper and ran his place with an iron hand, and never once had he inquired or had any word about either his son or his former close friend, Dr. Howe. One day, Walt Meadows and his foreman, Bandy, ground-hitched their horses and walked to a split-rail fence which enclosed a large field. They stood leaning on the fence and observing a prize bull which grazed in the field. Ah, Bandy, that bull's sure a beauty. But mean as they come. That's right, Mr. Meadows. Boys have to be mighty careful in handling that critter. He's the devil come to life when he gets going. Yeah, I'm sure lucky to get him, though. Cost me a pretty penny, too. Yeah, I know. I don't mind saying I'm glad to have a fence between me and him. <laughs> 
Yeah, guess I can't rightly blame you for feeling that way, Bandy. <laughs> I don't hanker to come face to face with that critter myself. No, he's just about the biggest... Hey, look, over there. Hmm. What's the matter? I don't see anything. Somebody's gotten into that field. They're riding over this way, see? Down to the left. See, you're right, Bandy. If that bull sees him, he'll be after The bull no... sees him, boss. Look at the way he's acting. Go back! Get out of that field! Boss, look, it's a kid. A kid on a pony. Jumping, you ass of it. Even if we tried, we'd be too late getting to him. The bull's running towards you. Bandy, that kid's a goner. And there isn't anything we can do to stop it. At the same time, along a trail which skirted the other side of the field, two horsemen rode in the direction of town. They were the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Suddenly, a sound reached them that caused them to rein to a quick halt. Who's the Tonto in that field? Ah, mean-looking bull, run it, boy and pony. He hasn't a chance. He'll be gored. We'll have to help him. Come on, Silver. Get up, scout. Have to trail the fence. Up, Silver. Up, scout. Boy has fallen from his pony. Ah, right to the boy, Tonto. He seems to be hurt. I'll attract the bull's attention. Ah, get him up, scout. Come on, Silver. As he neared the maddened bull, the lone ranger reached for his lariat, and swinging it over his head, he gauged the distance, and swerving suddenly to the side, threw the sturdy rope, catching the bull by the four feet and bringing him to the ground heavily. The lone ranger, seeing that Tonto had picked up the injured boy and was safely out of the gate, took a knife from his belt, cut the lariat, then headed Silver toward the fence where Walt Meadows and Bandy stood. Come on, Silver! Up, Silver! Oh, my. Oh. Uh, mister, there was something I never thought I'd live to see. I don't know who you are. Notice you're wearing a mask. Never mind the mask. Where did my friend go with the boy? He's all right, stranger. He went through the gate at the end of the field. He'll be coming along soon. He's bringing the pony, too. Hey, that sure was something, mister. You saved that kid's life and no mistake. That's what I intended to do. He would have been gored to death by that bull. He sure would. I wonder how he got into that field in the first place. Well, I guess he opened the west gate and rode through, boss. That doesn't matter now. Main thing is, the boy is hurt. He had a bad fall. Uh, here comes your Indian friend now. We'll soon know about the kid. Yes. I don't know whose kid he is, but I'd never forgive myself if that bullet got to him. Thanks to you, it didn't. Oh, oh Scott. Oh, fella. Hey, Silver. Oh, fella. Oh. The boy's still unconscious, Toto. Ah, him get bad fall, Kimus. Let me see. Severe blow on the head. They've got to get him to a nearby ranch and get a doctor. I reckon my place is the nearest, mister. Better take him there. All right, easy. Silver, follow you take the boy of this man's ranch. I'm Walt Meadows, stranger, and, and this is Bandy, my foreman. I've heard about you, Mr. Meadows. I'll try to find a doctor for the boy. Ah, uh, him bad off, Kimasabi. Need doctor soon. Come on, we'll show you to the ranch house, Indian. Ah. Uh, I'll find your place, Mr. Meadows. Otto, do what you can for the boy until I bring a doctor. Ah. Uh. One Silver! The Lone Ranger covered the eight miles to town in record time. Then, since the late afternoon sun was still shining brightly, he stopped on the edge of town, and taking a small kit from his saddlebag, he removed his mask and donned the disguise. Then he rode on until he drew rein before the home of the town's only doctor. Oh, Silver, come on. Easy, steady, big fella. Is the doctor in? Why, uh, no, sir. The doctor had an emergency case out the bar wire spread about 20 miles from here. He won't be back, oh, probably till morning. Well, this is an emergency case, too. Do you know of another doctor? 
Well, now, let me see. Seems to me there's a very good doctor over at Pineville. Pineville? Well, that's quite a distance from here. That's right. Pineville's about 20 miles east of here, mister. Well, if you can get there, they say Dr. Ned Howe's a fine doctor. Dr. Ned Howe? That's right. He's been a practicing in Pineville nigh on to 10 years now. If you find him to home, he'll come with you. He's like that. Oh, thanks. I'll ride on to Pineville. Oh, fella. We've got a lot of riding to do. Come on, Silver! Darkness had fallen before the Lone Ranger reached the town of Pineville. Once more, he put on his mask after removing the disguise at a nearby stream. Then he rode into town and sought out the home of Dr. Ned Howe. Oh, oh, easy, steady, big fellow. Dr. Howe. That's right. I... Your mask, why do you... I'll go... explain the mask later, Doctor. I've come to ask you to ride with me, a long ride, to save a young boy's life. But if you're an outlaw, how do I know Believe that... me, I'm not an outlaw. The boy I mentioned will die unless he gets medical attention. Too much time has elapsed now. Will you come, Doctor? Where is the boy you mentioned? He's at the Walt Meadows Ranch, unconscious. Did you say the Walt Meadows Ranch? That's right. You must have heard of it. Yes. Yes, I've heard of it, all right. Then you'll come. Stranger, if I as much as set foot on the Walt Meadows Ranch, I'd be shot on sight. I, I don't understand. I haven't time to explain. Walt Meadows hates me and has forbidden me ever to set foot on his ranch. And you're afraid? No. No, I'm not afraid. Then but... come with me. I'll guarantee that Mr. Meadows will allow you to attend to the boy. In that case, he would have to have changed a lot. You've got to come, Doctor. Your life is at stake. I try to get another doctor, but you're the only one available. Remember, that boy may die if you don't come with me. All right, stranger. I'll go with you regardless of the outcome. I knew you would. Hurry, Doctor. There's no time to lose. Meantime, back in the Meadows Ranch house, the hours dragged on as Tonto kept watch over the stricken boy who lay on the couch in the large living room. Walt Meadows sat across the room and watched as Tonto, with tender hand, changed the cold cloth that he constantly kept on the forehead of the injured child. You know, Indian, I've been watching the way you tend to that boy... You sure have a way about doing it. Um, boy, plenty sick. Him have lot fever. Need plenty cold claws. <clears throat> Funny it takes your mass friend so long to get here with the doctor. Uh, him get doctor someplace. Maybe him not find doctor in town. <sighs> I guess that's the size of it. What do you think? The kid last out till he does get here? Uh, me not know. Look. He make lips move. Mother Williams, where are you? I I want Mother Williams. He's delirious. He's calling for somebody. Sounds like Mother Williams. Uh. Hi, boss. How's the little boy doing? He's bad off, Bandy. Bad off. I wish that masked man would get here with the dark. Poor little button. Wonder who he is. I wish we knew so as we get in touch with his kinfolks. He's sure a nice looking kid. I'd sure like to have a little boy like that. Wouldn't you, boss? No. No, I wouldn't. 
I got no time to give to raising kids. Uh, you better get back to the bunkhouse, Bandy. Give the ranch hands their orders for tomorrow. All right, boss. I sure hope the dog gets here soon. I'd hate to see anything happen to that kid. Good night. Good night. My, my head. Mother William. I, I want Mother William. Yeah, there now. You'll be all right, son. Soon she comes. Tarnation, take it. I don't see why that friend of yours don't get here. Yeah, Let him come now. Yeah, it's about time you got here. I had to write to Pineville for the doctor. Mr. Meadows, this is Dr. Howe. Dr. Howe? I've come to try to save the boy, Walt. I had to come. Ned Howe. I've sworn that if you ever set foot on my property, I'd kill you on sight. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. continue our story. As Walt Meadows realized that the Lone Ranger had brought the man he hated to his door, Walt drew his gun and pointed it at Dr. Ned Howell. Even though his back was to the lighted room, the hatred on Walt Meadows' face was apparent. It was a tense moment. Then the Lone Ranger stepped between them and spoke. You fool, put down that gun. This is no time to settle your grievances. Step aside, stranger. Give me that gun. (laughs) Why, you... Ned Howe will have to step over my body before he can come into this house. And that's what he'll have to do. Sorry. <coughs> Go in, Doctor. Hurry. You'll regret that, stranger. I'll I don't like to that... cover you with my gun, Mr. Meadows. But your hatred has blinded you to the reason I brought Dr. Howe here. Move inside and close the door. Uh, this is unheard of. Give me your word that you'll let Dr. Howe perform his duty here. I'll holster my gun, Mr. Meadows. Well, all right. After he leaves this house, I'll follow him and settle an old score. That remains to be seen. How was the boy, Doctor? I haven't had a chance to examine him yet. Now I'll... Great Scott. What's the matter? Nothing. Nothing at all. I'll need plenty of hot water and bandages. Clear that table over there. Uh, Housekeeper, have plenty of hot water ready. Plenty of bandages. Good. I'll need someone with a steady hand to help... The skull is fractured, pressing on the brain. I'll have to work fast, operate right away. I'll help, Doctor. Good. From now on, every minute counts if we have any hope at all of saving this boy's life. 
Working with deft, quick movements, Dr. Hall, assisted by the Lone Ranger, performed the necessary but delicate operation that meant life or death to the little boy on the table. Suture. Suture, Doctor. Scalpel again, quickly. Scalpel. Sponge. Sponge. Suture. Suture. For some time, working as a team, the doctor and the Lone Ranger went on un- unhesitatingly. Finally, Dr. Howell raised his eyes and spoke. That's it. We finished. And the boy? Thanks to your help, stranger, you live. You need proper and constant care. You should have studied medicine, sir. Oh, thank you, doctor. I congratulate you upon your skill. I doubt if any other man could have saved that boy's life. I appreciate that, sir. I'll give the boy an opiate. Then if there's someone who can watch over him through the night... Toto will stay with him. Ah, me watch him. Hold on there, Hal. Take it easy, Meadows. Don't worry. I'm not raising a ruckus. Not right now, anyhow. If you're thinking of paying more visits to that boy there, you're mistaken. But you need attention in the morning. I'm letting you leave tonight because I'm soft-hearted over the fact that you did save the kid's life. And if you show up here again... I'll keep my vow to gun you down. Just a minute, Meadows. This operation was only the first step. That boy will need expert attention for some days to come. Go find another doctor. I'm telling you, how isn't coming back onto my property. If the boy could be moved, we'd take him elsewhere tonight. But he can't be moved for several days. I mean what I say regardless. I'm willing that the kids stay here. But I won't have you coming back, and that's final. Walt, you don't know what you're doing. I know well enough. There's no other doctor available if the boy should take a bad turn during the night. I'll find a place to stay. Regardless of Walt Meadows' threats, my duty demands that I come back if the boy needs me. I'm warning you, Ned Howe. Dr. Howe, we have a camp nearby. You can stay there with me tonight. If you're needed, Toto will come for you. Uh, me come. I want to talk to you, doctor. Come on, we'll go to our camp. Remember what I said. Don't set foot on this ranch again, How You'll take the consequences. Good night. Leaving Tonto to watch over the sick boy... The Lone Ranger and Dr. Howe rode to the camp which the Lone Ranger and Tonto shared in the nearby hills. Before turning in for the night, the Lone Ranger questioned Dr. Howe concerning Wolf Meadows' attitude toward him, and a long discussion followed. It was very late when the two men lay down to rest. Toward morning, the Lone Ranger awakened to find Tonto reigning to a halt. Oh, oh, Scott, oh, fella, oh, 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 Kimasabi. Yes? Boy, talk crazy. Him have high fever. Doctor, you come quick. You say he's had a bad turn? Ah, you come. All right, all right, Toto. We'll both ride back with you. And Mr. Meadows, him stay awake. Him know me come for doctor. Him get men from ranch house. Say him not let doctor come to ranch. But that boy may die without attention. We'll get our horses, doctor. I'll see that you get to the boy. Come on. After receiving Tonto's urgent message, the three men left the camp in haste and rode hurriedly toward the meadow spread. 
For some distance, they rode in silence. The trail ahead was lighted by a bright moon aided by the faint flush of dawn in the eastern sky. Finally, Tonto spoke. We soon come to trail into ranch house, Kimasabi. Yes, we turn off just ahead. The moon is so bright, we're gonna... Looks like several horsemen waiting at the ranch entrance. Ah, that's right. Walt Meadows and his ranch hands. Ah, them try to keep Doctor off ranch. Straight up there, all of you. You know what's good for you. Oh, so oh, 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 Walt, you have to listen to reason. That child in your ranch house needs attention. He needs it badly. Our housekeeper can watch out for him until we get another doctor. You can't get another doctor for many hours, Meadows. Maybe too late, then. I'm taking that chance. But Ned Howe isn't putting foot on this ranch. This is ridiculous. I've got to get to that boy. Get up there. I warned you, Howe. Now I'll show you. I'm sorry I had to do that to bring you to your senses, Meadows. Come on, Silver. Why are you interfering? What's the reason Dr. for Dr. Howe told me a story on the way to camp. He kept the truth from you for reasons of his own. Oh, Silver. Oh, truth? Silver. What truth? Meadows. The little fellow in there is named Walter Meadows Williams. Does that mean anything to you? Walter Meadows Williams? You mean... I mean he's your own son, Meadows. Mrs. Williams in town has raised him. Now, will you allow Dr. Howe to stay here? Well, I... Oh, yes, yes, Ned can stay with my boy. Oh, I guess I went loco for a spell. Oh, Ned. Ned saved my son. Dr. Howe had ridden on to the ranch house in spite of Walt Meadows' threat and didn't know of Walt's sudden change of heart. By the time the others arrived, the crisis had passed and little Walter was resting easy. A short time later, the slanting rays of the early morning sun shone in upon a quiet group that stood about the small, still form on the couch in the Meadows' living room. Walt Meadows hadn't spoken since he entered the ranch house, but stood with bowed head beside the boy who was his own son, then the Lone Ranger, noting the lines of remorse and suffering on Walt's face, turned to Dr. Howe and spoke softly. What do you think, Doctor? You'll be all right, sir. The danger period has passed. Oh, oh thank heaven. Ned, I... I don't know how to thank you. Mother, Mother Williams. She'll soon be here, son. Mother Williams is coming to you. Who are you? How did I... Uh, I'm just a friend, Walter. And, and there's Uncle... Uncle Ned. I, I'm glad you're here. I knew you needed me, Walter. That's why I'm here. You were hurt. But soon you'll be all right again. So he... He calls you Uncle Ned. Who is that man, Uncle Ned? Son, I... I'm... I I like you. You feel sorry because I'm hurt, don't you? Yes. Yes, of course I do. Son. Dr. Howe, where is he? The Indian who came for me said that he... Walter. Walter, my poor little boy. Mother Williams. 
I'm glad you're here. He's going to be all right, Mrs. Williams. When I re- heard he was at, at this place, well, I didn't know just what to make of it. Everything's all right, Mrs. Williams. I... I know who he is. And I want him with me. Always. And you must move in here with him. Sonny, do you hear that? Remember, I always told you someday your father would come for you. Uh, are you my my father? Honest? Yes, son. I am. If you'll have me. Golly. I'd like that. To, to have a father like you. Hello. Our work is done. Uh. We'll, we'll live here? Sure you will. This is your home, son. Yours and Mother Williams from now on. Gee, and and Uncle Ned can can come and see us like he always does. Well, Walter, of I... course Uncle Ned'll come right often, son. You see, he's my best friend, aren't you, Ned? Shall we shake on that, Walt? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Someone just went out. The Who... Indian and that masked man. Oh, if I hadn't been so set on seeing Walter, I wouldn't have been startled when I saw him. You'll never know how much I owe to him. I I wanted to tell him, and now I don't even know who he is. I found out, Walt. He's the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Oh, golly. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by going to otrwesterns.com slash YouTube. And send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 707-986-8739. This episode is copyright under the attribution non-commercial share-like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.